0: Thank you for listening to the Tatnips podcast on the Tatnips Co. Network.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. A Mercedes, kind of sentiment, luxury, and trust in me to honor the free we all should be. It sees my sundial burst into
2: yin and yang, right and left. Me
0: and you. All right, you sexy beast listeners. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start this off. Uh, you know, thanks for checking out the fuck quarantine. Show. <laughs> I'm not bothered by this at all. I'm so fucking used to keeping to myself and mm-hmm. just not really bothering with people.
1: But, you know, on a serious note, guys, just please listen to local health authorities and rules because we're going to get through this. Just don't be cunts and please listen, okay?
0: I don't give a fuck. I just, I stay to myself in any- a well there breaks. you
1: go. That's that's perfect. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's social. A,
1: you know, I know it is Easter weekend. Happy Easter to everyone that celebrates and that I know it's gonna be hard, so you know, just hang in there and just celebrate at home amongst your own household, okay? Remember, household.
0: And if you fuckers wanna do some reading, not to blow my own fucking horn. <laughs> I'm not. I, I shit, you know. I really don't fucking I'm not that way. <laughs> But it's true, it is true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care Mm
2: -hmm.
0: about myself like that, but um, I'm really honored, honestly. Sounder FM is super dope, and Mm -hmm. they fucking published me in this like article type thing, I guess it's a fucking online article, and highlighted my show. Mm -hmm. All over, like, Facebook and fucking Instagram and Twitter and all this great shit. Oh, yes. And I just want to give some shout-outs because, like, the person that approached me, who was, like, their content specialist, was super sweet to me. Absolute sweetheart. And also their social media manager was such a sweetheart to me. And just super fucking nice. And, like... I I keep telling people, like, it doesn't matter how many interviews you do or how many fucking, like, times you're published in articles or interviews or whatever the fuck.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It it just never is, like, not weird to me in the sense that, like, I just don't get it. I don't feel like I deserve it. I don't, you know. Why the fuck people care about my story so damn much really blows me away. (laughs) so like absolute sweetheart that manager um the social media manager was super sweet and really saying a lot of nice shit and it's like at the end of the day for me this is about Madden's story and putting Mm -hmm. it out there and keeping people fucking aware of NKH and Madden's story and his struggle his fight and his bravery and you know it's never been about me no You know, it's always been about him. This is why I became successful, is I fucking fought hard to become relevant enough to, like, really put his story out there further. And i just trying to make him proud, man. And I I just, these people were so kind to me. Yeah. And so sweet to me. And apparently listened to my show. And so this is really for them as well. We just thank you so fucking much. Mm Mm-hmm. And thanks for listening to my show and being a fucking fan of my show. And, you know, it just means so much.
1: Absolutely. And they did a fantastic job.
0: It's humbling as shit. You read it, right? Oh,
1: yes. I shared it on my own social media page.
0: It's crazy. It was really heavy. And I was like, man, you guys are so fucking nice and so great Mm -hmm. for doing it. And I also realized they might laugh at this. I don't know. (laughs) Because apparently they, when they describe my show, they're like, I'm I'm a business person, like, I go to meetings for sponsors and shit, and the first thing I encounter is, like, the business tactics, Where it's like, oh, I totally love your fucking career and this, that, and the third. And
1: buttering you up. And and I'm like, (laughs)
0: you obviously don't know a fucking thing about who I am, what I do. You don't give a fuck about me. You just want me to think you're a fan. So when they were like, dude, I personally listen to your show and I love listening to your show. And I I was kind of like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I wish that was true, but unfortunately, I just, I find it extremely hard to believe until they describe my show as, like, you'll laugh, you'll cringe, and I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) I know. I know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They listen to the fucking show.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You actually
1: told me it was a certain episode, you think, and a uh, that piece I, that, that I, they Yeah, well, apart.
0: well, that I think. I mean, season one, talking about the period dump. <laughs> oh. I'm like, who wouldn't cringe at that?
1: Oh, come on. You're bringing up I'm images sh- of meatloaf.
0: <laughs> Nasty, brown. Meatloaf. I said Don't someone, get me
1: wrong. I love meatloaf, but not that kind. When
0: someone drops a meatloaf in your shitter.
1: Oh, God.
0: And it has the ketchup fucking glaze Just on the stop, top. Stop,
1: man. Come on. <laughs> I'm not
0: not saying that that's what they heard and made them cringe, but I'm like, that would be part of it. It's a
1: safe assumption.
0: That would be definitely a a reason to cringe besides many other things I touch on. So I ain't mad at it. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love that they said that. And I'm so grateful. They're such a sweetheart fucking human beings and uh is that weird to say that
1: no not at all
0: i feel like you're silently judging me
1: no (laughs) what the heck man i'm letting you speak your piece up
0: yours if you are secretly judging me. no i think they're sweetheart yeah you know they are super sweet women and i appreciate them absolutely I, i hope they know that and i hope they hear that Mm -hmm. and if not then fuck it everyone else knows how great they are so
1: it's it's been said so i
0: don't know about you with this quarantine thing but all it's really done for me is realize that life hasn't changed much for me except for the whole i smoke a lot more weed now (laughs) i Uh, get really high
1: well yeah i mean for me personally i don't want to go out there unless i absolutely have to I did groceries, and my God, I swear, it's probably the most I've spent in a long time. I, like, literally stocked up. I said, I'm not going out for nobody, but it's crazy. You know, when this whole thing started, let's face it, it was all about, you know, the toilet paper and the Lysol wipes. <laughs> Don't get you ro- me wrong. I did go, you know, going to superstore, do my thing. No real cleaning supplies, even dish soap. Just palm olive. No Dawn. I mean, I, I switch brands or whatever, but now... It's no flour and no yeast.
0: This story bores me to fucking tears already. Nobody cares <laughs> about your goddamn grocery list.
1: Oh well, yes, they do. No, they really <laughs> fucking don't. But I'm just saying, isn't it funny how people focus on stockpiling one item and then now it's on to the next? Like, I have like five packs of Costco toilet paper. Now I'm gonna go buy 12 pounds of Robin Hood flour.
0: Because people are idiots and they're capitalists and they try to sell it to fucking people that are desperate.
1: But anyways... Like,
0: seriously, we really got to get into this bullshit? No,
1: but anyways, as I was saying, it's like... I find people are just being... They're being more conscious to each other.
0: That's great. I don't really care about getting into this whole COVID-19 bullshit. So... I'm just talking about the fact that I spend more time smoking my bong now. Well... When I'm not
1: at work, because I'm unfortunately part of the essential worker group, I'm doing that as well. I'm just... It's a nice escape from this terrible situation.
0: I got so fuckered (laughs) that you were watching uh,
2: Raw.
0: (laughs) (laughs) WWE fucking Monday Night Raw. Yep. And I got so high when we were talking about it that... I, fucking, being the idiot that I'm always... <laughs> and then we add weed to the mix, it's just fucking worse.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's entertaining.
0: This dude's in a match against this fucking, like, n- jobber.
1: Oh, it's, Nobody.
0: Um... Brendan Vink. And <laughs> I cracked the fuck up.
1: And you, I remember I was watching it, too, and I was cheering for this jobber, because, like... Right.
0: And I was like, give him that des- devastating finish end <laughs> so i i was like here it is i'm gonna go on fucking i'm at this point way too big for fucking social media res-
1: to use it responsibly to, to
0: responsibly use social media and i find that all the more reason to do it and i jump on twitter and i hashtag fucking raw hashtag Two in the vink, one in the stink.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I crack up. <laughs> and, and like 200 people saw it, apparently, within minutes.
1: Why like, didn't you tag Vince McMahon in it?
0: And nobody got it. <laughs> it was you should just, have
1: tagged Mr. Vince McMahon in it. You would have been like, this is some good shit.
0: It was literally just my stoned ass. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was, too. Nobody got it. 200 people saw it and didn't say shit because they're like I don't get it. <laughs> they probably weren't watching I guess show. you
1: could say it was one of those moments you had to be have uh, been there.
0: No you had to be as high as me is what the fuck.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thank you to Sounder honestly and uh, besides we they fucking really kind of I don't know kept me my sanity a little bit and um, they really were cool and I love them. For fucking doing it and uh, I love (laughs) weed
1: I think you made that very apparent I
0: fucking I smoke so damn much now that it's stupid and I'm just like I don't care I don't fucking deal with anybody anyway and then I eat all the food and everyone knows I love cooking so like I, I cook a fucking 14 pound beef brisket (laughs) And I'm like, let's eat. And I'm fucking baked all the time. (laughs) So.
1: Well, hey, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are doing the same thing with being everything's closed. You can't go to the gym, which I'm sure is hurting a lot of people in that. I mean, there's only so much you can do if you don't have your own personal gym.
0: I blame my son. (laughs) I do. Oh, come on. For my weed use.
2: Can you imagine?
0: I found out I almost could have been... A 37-year-old grandfather. Mm. <laughs> a 37-year-old granddad. Oh,
1: my goodness. And I
0: wasn't even mad when I found out. I was kind of, like, bummed out it didn't happen. And I was like, are you kidding me?
2: <laughs>
0: that would have been cool. Like, that would be an honor, honestly. I'm not mad at it because <laughs> he's the exact same fucking age that I was when he was born.
2: <laughs>
0: Only I was 18 for a day. And then the next day... After his birth, I turned 19, so he was born the day before my birthday. <laughs> so if he gives me like a few more months, I'm golden. <laughs> I can't be mad. But literally, it's like it's literally a month, a few months difference. That's Otherwise, insane, eh? how am I gonna get mad at him?
1: No, how can he? He's you. got a
0: great girlfriend, she seems like an absolute sweetheart. And she's so sweet. Like, honestly, she's she cares about him deeply. She treats him great. He treats her very well. Mm-hmm. He treats her great, you know? So it's like, there's that mutual respect. And if they decide to have a family, eh, who the fuck am I to be upset about it? Because I don't feel like I'm ready. It's not about me, you know? Mm-hmm. And while I'm a 37-year-old granddad, like, I'm fucking... I'm like the fucking dopest granddad ever because I'm fucking, like... I'm two. I'm six foot five, fucking sixty five pounds of muscle, and I'm an MMA fighter. Who doesn't want their granddad to be like, kick your a, ass, a fucking animal? Like, how mad can I be? That's oh. kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and I mean, what really killed me was the term that your son coined you as a grandfather. No,
0: that was me. Oh, I, well. I did it. I was like, I'd be an OG. <laughs> I said, old geezer. That
1: killed me. That cracked
2: me up. <laughs> like, you
0: can just tell them that I'm the OG. It makes me sound badass, but I really know it means old geezer.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I've started to fucking like face my own age. I'm 37, man. I'm not even fucking 40 yet, for fuck's sakes.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not
0: that deep. Like People need to chill out. Like, you're 37. You're not old. Simmer down. I'm having fun with myself. I, I understand forty's is not old. I fucking know people that are like 41, 42 that I don't view as old.
1: No. And
0: I don't fucking feel like a day over 19, 20. I work out every day. I eat right and I fucking take care of myself. I ain't worried about a number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I haven't lost my ability to have fun. I'm not boring in that respect, I don't think.
2: Mm-mm. So,
0: you know... I ain't mad at it.
1: No. And it's kind of funny you mentioned that. You know, when you're a child, you view as any age, like, older than 20, to be so old.
0: Because you don't understand.
1: You don't. You
0: know? Like? And
1: in older times, um, people didn't live that long.
0: No. And now people
1: are living to, like, a, over 100. Right.
0: So, Which
1: is insane in my view. I mean, Christ, you outlive, like, half your relatives.
0: With that being said... <laughs> Uh, I want to get into, you know, age catches us all,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and the one thing that we always have is memories. Oh, yes. And I feel like music is, like, the go-to to Mm -hmm. to spark memories. Yep. I don't know about y'all, but I personally can think of, like, any number of songs that I'll hear that immediately take me to a certain time in life where it's like, holy shit.
1: Well, I guess you could say that's more, I'm thinking, like, movies and that. But music is timeless and universal.
0: I think way more than movies. Like, you listen to a song and it reminds you of...
1: A certain moment in time. Any
0: number of things. A certain year.
1: Mm-hmm. A certain
0: person you were dating. Maybe just a certain person you made out with when that song was on. hmm You know, uh, any time in your life. Something that could have been going on at that time. So I thought, how interesting would it be to kind of take that trip back... Through our lives and see, because we're considerably different in age.
1: Mm, considerably.
0: You and I, yeah.
1: Seven years, that's nothing.
0: Well, it's a decade difference. Mm, I was born. Just in the, shy of a decade. I was okay? born in the fucking 80s. Okay. You missed them completely.
1: Just by a year.
0: I grew up listening to Glass Tiger and Billy Idol <laughs> and shit. And, and you. Grew up completely different.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: not to say that that influences a whole hell of a lot, but, I mean, there's still things that, like, make me immediately think of 80s. Guns and Roses, for example. Yeah. Immediately go back to 89 uh, for me, and kind of going into a new city that I'm fucking about to move to, because my old man got married and fucking moved there, and... I'm um, kind of being integrated into his new home and new stores that we didn't have in the hood that I grew up in and welcome to the jungle's on and fucking the radio as we pull into the grocery store late at night parking lot and I'm like, I'm so like jazzed to go grocery shopping now because I heard fucking Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and uh, shit like that, you know. And then the 90s and shit, and 2000s. So I would love to get into it and just kind oh, of, oh,
2: absolutely. Kind
0: of like contrast each other, see what we remember. Mm-hmm. So you want to go first or no?
1: Ah, how about you? You do the honors. You're the oh, OG. Shit. <laughs>
0: okay, she's going to play that card, you prick. Um, Darn right. So for me, I would have to say like really memorable shit. First one would be Marilyn Manson. I would say, Mechanical Animals. Oh,
2: yes. That
0: CD, the first song on that fucking CD, it takes me back to being homeless Mm. at 15 in 98, uh, 15, 16. In 98, leaving home at 15, and then 16, still being on the fucking street and whatever. Uh, It was like I had my disc, man. I know I'm aging.
1: <laughs> I had one too,
0: and it was like the CD that was in it, and my hands were so cold because it was winter that like I didn't want to fuck with it and change the CD that I listened to. That CD on repeat, and the beginning of that fucking first song always just takes me immediately now back to being homeless at night at like 3 a.m. at a schoolyard, trying to go into like those little doorways. Of the school to get away from any wind or cold air. And, or
1: snow. Yeah. Or,
0: you know, just just to, like, it was a really calm night. No snowing, no wind. But it was just, like, maybe it's a little warmer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just trying to find some warmth. Not trying to bother anybody. Not trying to break any laws or, you know, trespass or whatever. It's just survival. hmm And I know it sounds grim and bleak and whatever, but it's actually a very fond memory, honestly. Yeah, it was freedom it was you know it was the start
1: of your life it was
0: emancipation it was getting away from an abusive home even though it was a hard road you know and so every time that fucking first song in that CD starts immediately my mind goes right back to that dark you know night and I kind of smile a little bit just like I need to hear this song through you know just because it reminds me of where I came from so there's that, and then '98, of course, for me, there was Family Values tour, anything on that fucking Family Values '98, oh yes, or Korn's Follow the Leader fucking CD, uh, really brought back some high school memories mm-hmm. of not so much just being homeless, but like who I was really heavy into at the time. She was my best friend for three years, and you know, a lot of good memories with that. Um, Limp Biscuit, of course, uh, because of Family Values 98. Oh, yes. What about you? What do you got?
1: Um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but when I was younger, <sighs> my mom was heavily into country music. New country music, like Shania Twain, all that stuff. Like, whenever we drove anywhere, that's what she played. Drove me nuts.
0: So shit to fuck your cousin too.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know... I had this stupid little Fisher-Price uh, tape deck, because I was about maybe five or six. <laughs> know
0: those things. Yes, really. it
1: didn't have the microphone. It had this weird, like, intercom system thing. It wasn't the classic <laughs> microphone. It was red and had the grade on it. It's a piece of shit, but I fucking <laughs> love that thing. Oh, my goodness. Like, my first cassette I had for that was Spice Girls. First uh, album. And, you know, the song Wannabe. Yes, I know. I'm showing my age.
0: My sister was in love with it.
1: I, well, we're, hey, we're almost the same age. But I remember just playing that over and over again. Just memories of going out into the backyard in the summer. I think that's when the album came out. And just playing it and just, you know, enjoying the sunshine, the warm weather, being out of school. It just brought back so many memories and that. And like I said, it was like my own music player. I wanted a Walkman, but. I didn't get that. Instead, I got this fucking Fisher-Price piece of shit. <laughs> and I fucking loved it. Because I'd be in my room just playing the stuff over and over. I remember
0: those fucking things, too. I remember the old school ones before the ones you're talking about. And really? And was such a piece of garbage.
1: Oh, my gosh. Was it like, you know, you have to hold the button. Oh, and... it was
0: terrible. Oh, um, well, this
1: one was worse, I think. You had to, like, put your mouth <laughs> right to it.
0: You had to eat it.
1: Pretty much. like you Kids know. are
0: going to do that any fucking way, so it well, might as well.
1: Yeah, like, oh my God, it was just a piece of shit. But yeah, just that memory of playing Wannabe over and over in the backyard and just enjoying being off school. And I think I was getting ready to go into raid one. So it just brought back, you know, big times of change and we were into our new house that my parents like, like bought together. Like, you know,
0: 1999 for me was like the tits. It was just so good. Yeah. It was full of just like musical fucking shit that would just make me think of that year forever.
2: Mm. You
0: know, Um, fuck me. Like, you got the whole second Lip Biscuit CD, fit, you know, uh, Significant Other. I was like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they're so cringy now, sure. But, mm. you know, 99 mm-hmm. was a dope year. Uh, Method Man, Red Man, fucking Blackout record, amazing. And so people know, because I know you there's always that one fucker out there that wants to, like, research mm-hmm. everything and be like, that's not the year it came out. Oh,
2: come on. I ain't
0: talking about the year the shit came out, motherfucker, I'm talking about the year that it was relevant most to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, so, simmer the fuck down, mm-hmm. Speed Racer. <laughs> like, we don't need a fucking encyclopedia.
1: Wikipedia page
2: entry. Fucking, you
0: know, <laughs> this came out, this, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love y'all. Yeah. Don't be mad. I'm just, I just—I know. It's like Daddy just slapped Mommy at dinner, and now I was trying to, you know, be cool. Oof. But, no, just giving you a stern what for. A, <laughs> a talking to. Don't be that guy.
2: Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't
0: be like, well, actually, that CD came out the year before. I uh, nobody gave a fuck. I'm not talking about when something came out, motherfucker. I'm talking about when it was relevant.
2: To, to you. M- to
0: my memories. Mm-hmm. When I fucking heard it and it really mattered to me most. So, simmer down on your fucking unknown facts. Oh, you know, God. Little known oh. facts. Shut up. Jeez. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, mm. <laughs> but there's only that one person, is there not?
1: Yes, there is. The one that has to, right? you know, to put know. their two I, cents yeah. into everything. But
0: that record was so dope. In oh, 99, man. I was such a fan. Like, I really got into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, fucking anything meth and red do. It's just amazing. Um, absolutely loved it so then 99 they did the Family Values 99 tour because their shit was blowing up so large uh, as being you know a duo of fucking rappers that Mm -hmm. work together people were like yo they're so fucking solid together of course they are they're amazing so there was that for me um in 99 Mm -hmm. there was a lot like uh, 2000 Eminem's second record.
2: Mm.
0: I, uh, I'm not like, I don't know, people think like, oh, Eminem, blah, blah, blah. It feels so cringy now, as, especially as a white motherfucker, to like, be like, oh, Eminem. I'm like, no, no. He had his fucking time. Mm. Just, you know. I, like, just
1: relax. The guy's
0: talented or whatever, don't get me wrong, but mm. like I'm not a fanboy. But the second record is so fucking special to me yeah it was so fucking good it was so like you know shove it up your ass (laughs) i'm gonna say whatever the fuck i want and i know it's in fun those that get it get it and you that don't you're a fucking idiot (laughs) you know what i mean and that's why i'm provoking you to expose what a fucking idiot you actually are if you think I'm really homophobic, and you really think I hate women, and you think I hate fucking people in general, whatever, you're exposing yourself as a moron.
2: hmm
0: Because, honestly, who's really going to say this shit and mean it? You know what I mean? You know? it, it's It's in fun. It is. And the fact that you take it so fucking seriously, and you get all bent.
1: There's something wrong with y'all.
0: I think, really, what it was, was more like, if you're that hypocritical... That as a fucking teenager, you liked Frank Zappa and shit like that, and you think what I say is like way too far, you are a hypocrite. Mm hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like Frank Zappa and like Jethro Tull and motherfuckers that would say some pretty off the wall shit just to fuck with people. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's you're the good. same people like my old man that love fucking Black Sabbath
1: and Alice Cooper.
0: And Alice Cooper but call Manson a fucking total fruit for wearing like nail polish and
1: and that he should be shot.
0: Like shot and pissed on. Like are you <laughs> I forgot What to a piss. fucking Neanderthal.
1: Yeah, that's that's extreme. I mean, he's
0: homophobic like a motherfucker apparently.
1: Yeah, and it's like Manson's just a human being like you and I. Yeah, my
0: old man was kind of a dick like that. Well, it's and like he's still a fucking miserable motherfucker. I
1: mean, the thing is, too, it's like Manson's an artist. He's not like saying he does that stuff for real. And this is
0: in his 30s, he's talking this shit about, wow, you know, what I'm what I'm listening to.
1: Okay. So you have I'm 30
0: fucking seven and I'm still not that old.
1: As you say, was he eating his dinner at 3.30 and heading to bed by
0: five? He or? ate at 5.30, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just poking fun there, you know.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of those things really, you know, strike home with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of those fucking records and... Like Family Values '98 and shit like that, I listened to the entire time that I was like staying at a friend's place for a month or so. You know, knowing mm-hmm. that when this time is done, it's back to the streets for me. And I just, I don't know, man. I just listen to shit, and it just takes that place in your life, where it's now like the placeholder in your life. Where every time you hear it, you're gonna it think brings of,
1: you right back. To yeah,
0: that. you're gonna think of that point in life.
1: Well, I have to say, I'm going to jump ahead here in my timeline. Um, If you remember that group, LMFAO, um, yes, (laughs) I know, their whole album, Party Rock Anthem, all that good stuff, sexy, and I know it.
0: I was in Niagara when that hit.
1: Uh, Oh gosh, well, that's when pretty much my group of friends and I were turning legal and it just reminds me of like club days and that, and just having a great time, enjoying life and that. So, it's like, you know, even when I'm driving around in my car and let's just say it shows up on my phone as shuffle and that, it just brings me back and I just remember such good times and that and just that moment in my life. I mean, like you said, music is such a powerful tool in It that. really
0: is. I mean, it doesn't matter when it came out. Mm-hmm. It's about when you heard it. Yeah. And what it meant to you and what it reminds you of. Yeah. And again, like for you... That record was so fucking, like, you know, um, influential to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To me, I was in Niagara as a tad artist at that time. <laughs> like, doing ink. And people would just constantly. Um, oh, it's so fucking cringe. Like, mm. there, there was a chick that I hooked up with. That just. The whole time, she just wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you know who you are, Meg.
2: <laughs>
0: I love you to death. One of my dearest friends, mm. but she kept talking about that fucking song. Like, are we gonna do this or
1: are you gonna like? She was
0: drunk as shit, and it's just like you need to shut the fuck up about that fucking song and let's just do this. Um, I love her to death. She's such a good friend. Um, but uh, then for me, like 2003 again, I found myself in a fucked up spot and really between places to live because shit life got complicated breakups happen Mm -hmm. and you know fucking you find yourself paying way too much for a place for one person and you leave and yeah you know and then it's like well now where the fuck am I going to live cuz you don't know what you want yet you don't know what area you want you live in and shit and it's like well i need a place
2: mhm
0: and then before you know it deadline runs out and it's like well i don't oh. i don't have a fucking place yet fuck and i got to move out so then you're staying with friends and all that good shit and you go on a cottage trip and you come back and you go visit your buddy and he's like hey my parents fucked off for a month <laughs> to Newfoundland to be meet fucking family again for the first time in years mm-hmm. and, you know, stay with them. I'm having a month-long party. <laughs> Come on in. And I'm like, well, I got a place to live for a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I was 03. I had just lost my cousin, I think. Or, you know, and it was a mess. So then... You know, CDs became really important to me. Mm-hmm. At that point, there was Jaded Kiss, Kiss of Death. Mm. Every fucking night, it seemed these motherfuckers were listening to like two or three songs off that record. Yeah, while we partied our sacks off and hooked up as much as humanly possible. <laughs> and uh, so, Welcome to D Block was fucking constantly played. <laughs> Locked Up was constantly played. Um, and it's like, for fuck's sakes, dude. And besides that, there wasn't a whole lot that was played. A lot of, uh, yeah, Akon Locked Up was played a lot. Welcome to D-Block on the Jadakiss CD was played a lot. Um and a couple other songs off to jade kiss thing. yeah but that was like the one akon song locked up was fucking nonstop stop playing and it was like are you kidding me can we be done with this mm-hmm. fucking but it worked and it was like yo we're fucking good with this
1: yeah that's the problem too when say like you know a song comes out and everyone's digging it you hear it over and over again and then you get sick of it
0: we're also really drunk and really high and playing you know poker and hooking up with fucking these girls that would come to the parties <laughs> that was that time when I had that hook up with that girl that like it was really weird because it's like he used to come to my house all the time with my friends and never speak a word to me suddenly, mm. suddenly we're sitting here on this bed about to hook up and I'm like what just happened <laughs> alcohol and premeditation apparently because she was like yeah you know Barbara and I who was passed out forehead first in the floor beside <laughs> us <laughs> it was like talked about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I kind of dig him, you know." And I'm like, I, "How the fuck did I miss all this? Like, we never spoke, you know what I'm saying?" But you never know who's watching what you do and the way you carry yourself. Oh, I absolutely. Guess. But you know, a lot of Akon and a lot of fucking Jadakiss and shit like that was played during that time. So every time I hear Jadakiss now, I think of, um, you know, when I hear the song "Why" or "Welcome to D Block." Shit like that, or I hear Akon locked up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think of that month long party and I'm like forever grateful. Mm-hmm. Except for An the time. time except life. for the time that also made me cringe to this girl who uh, referred to my shit as like something that make cringe. Probably drinking that fucking stupid vanilla pudding out of a juice Oh jug. my gosh, you told <laughs>
1: me the story about that.
0: Because I remember talking about that And I'm like This was that party mm. So now when I think of Jadakiss And you Akon And like a that Putting in juice
2: picture I
0: think of The betrayal Of uh Vanilla pudding in a fucking juice jug. Oh,
1: my God. Who does that?
0: Newfies, apparently.
1: Well, I remember the story behind (laughs) that, too. You're saying you're really thirsty, so you go into the fridge. Right, right. You see a juice jug, so you're like, oh, sweet. It looks like, I don't know, orange juice, because I'm going to go with that because it's vanilla pudding. (laughs) And you go to take a sip, and it's just a giant clump falling down. Yeah, it
0: was gross. It was thick, and I was like, what the fuck is this? That was terrible.
1: (sighs) It was pudding.
0: It was fucking pudding. And, and vanilla like, too Vanilla pudding was, shit It was off-putting <laughs> 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 Cringe um, I see
1: what you did there, sir
0: So thank you And shout out to New York As a whole I love New York uh, Two shows off my network Actually based out of New York
2: mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so Sounders Is based out of New York as well And I really appreciate them
1: Absolutely
0: and, uh, I know I keep fucking Giving them mad shout outs And whatever It's my fucking show I'll do what I want <laughs> Morning. You didn't drink vanilla pudding out of a juice jug I did, fuck you, I earned the right to do it Okay, I well,
1: uh, since we're on the topic Of pudding, I ate the Old fashioned cooked pudding, my dad made it for me It was shit <laughs> I, I was used to the packets Of the jello that you add Your milk or whatever, you whip it up With the electric mixer, put it the in the fridge The other ones are
0: meant for pies, bro
1: Yeah, well,
0: I, I mean, was You could that. eat it as pudding, too
1: It was fucking shit
0: Okay, what well, what about music? Like, let's get back on point here. Yeah, sorry. Let's stop s- talking about fucking pudding.
1: Vanilla pudding, at thought. <clears throat> well, I mean,
0: you racist against pudding.
1: Well, if it's vanilla, fuck it.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Anyways, going back to the topic, sir. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, music always played that part, and I think it's anyone's lives. Um, I'm gonna say when I hear like any Kiss songs it just reminds me of my early teenage years you know I'm starting to try and like find my own rhythm and explore my musical tastes Cause like I said when I was younger yes I got whatever my pop music my Spice Girls I wasn't into Backstreet Boys I wasn't into NSYNC <laughs> but anything else subjected to, to was country music I'm, I do apologize to people out there that Enjoy it. I'm sorry it's not for me. I was subjected to it wherever I traveled in a car with my mother.
0: If I were you, I'd be apologizing for liking Kiss. <laughs>
1: so let me let me go on, sir. Trash. No. The original <laughs> stuff is good. It was before they became commercial sellouts. You know, they'll always hold that spot in my heart. The original material, before it was all about the money.
0: They never had substance. They're garbage. But
1: as I was saying... Sorry. It, it just reminds me of my early uh teen years just starting to become an adult and discovering what i enjoyed
0: i just personally prefer shit that is deep and has meaning and nothing kiss ever fucking hit me with was like oh that's so deep
1: but i mean the hey, marketing geniuses i had a shit ton of their merch and i still love it i mean i don't have it anymore
0: uh, i view it as a fool and their money are easily separated Sorry, but, I mean, I've seen people buy stupid shit, and that's right up there with it. <laughs> Sorry, not fucking really buying into But, the whole thing. like
1: I said, it brought me back to that moment in time. My early teens getting ready to that's, go to high school.
0: That's the beauty of it. doesn't even have to be fucking deep.
1: No, and, and it's you know, just... And whatever. it's funny, that was came out in the 70s, and this is, like, early 2000s, and... <laughs> Whenever I heard the song um, by Usher, um, yeah, all I remember is just grade 8 lunch periods. (laughs) Wow. we had a group of kids, and they would take control of the boombox and play that song over and over and over and over.
0: I remember having a three-year-old son at that point. So, yeah. We're different. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, we are. But it's just like, you know... It just made me hate the song, and it's like, it's a shame because I don't mind it. But when you're spending a 30 minute lunch period hearing that song so loud over and over, and when you're really not into that genre of music, it drives you nuts.
0: What's that motherfucker's name again? Usher? Yeah, say it again. Usher. Say it one more time for ludicrous. Usher. Cause that motherfucker called him Ursher in that song, and that made me laugh every time. Oh, you're like, right. You're right. I'm like, explain to this man how to pronounce this cat's name, Ursher. Oh dear.
2: <laughs> Come on. I love
0: Ludacris, man. I just I do his too, balls.
1: but it's like, how do you? I love get Ursher from.
0: No, nah, I love Usher. Chris. I mean, I love Chris. Uh, he he's a good cat. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's yeah, all that fun.
1: That song, I think that one, I have to say, is definitely permanently engraved into my brain.
0: It's part of Ludacris' charm, honestly. And, and Luda, uh, I mean, you know, he was a big part of my 03, and uh, Dre was another one, the 2001. I loved it in 2000 when I bought it. Yeah. But 2001 really hit me in 03 when i lost my cousin Uh. and she was just a teenager and it was really sudden and um the last song on that fucking cd the message uh, it hit me so hard because it was it was was about dre's brother but it was obviously about losing someone Mm -hmm. and it just i put on repeat and I just fucking listened to it over and over and over. And I was like, I, I don't view Dre as this amazing rapper. I view Dre as this amazing producer. hmm But somehow this was so fucking dope. And then I find out later the ghostwriter for it was one of my fucking favorite rappers out there, Royce the Five Nine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that makes sense. And I'm like, the whole CD as a whole, where, where Dre's involved, I didn't like it. And I was like, dude, stick to fucking producing. You're not a rapper. Your material is trash. And no disrespect. And then I find out that the ghostwriter for the rest of it was fucking Jay Z, who I don't think is a fucking good rapper honestly i
1: saw him in concert <laughs>
0: trash to me
1: it was with justin timberlake you
0: make a career off of fucking stealing biggie's material mm. i'm sorry but i'm not a fan
1: each their own
0: you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's not because of that where i'm just like oh it's jay-z fuck him i listened to dre's material that was actually i didn't even know it was written by jay-z i was like this is garbage and then I find out fucking Jay-Z wrote it. I'm like, well, then that just further fucking proves my feelings.
1: <sighs> it it's not kind
0: of it's just... not one of those things where it's like, well, because you know it's Jay-Z, you hate it. It's like, no, I didn't fucking. It's,
1: you didn't know. And, then and I, you had that feeling. You hated right. it. And then it's like. And it I
0: find out it makes sense. It does. Right. And then when I did like something off the record, it was my boy Royce. <laughs> it just shows talent, honestly. It does. So, I don't know. Yeah, You know, I'm not trying to put anyone down. It's just, I, I just, I don't fucking...
1: You don't enjoy it. It's not for you. Nothing it, wrong with that. There's
0: nothing Jay-Z ever put out that gives me a fond memory. You know what I mean? It's just... Eh. So, maybe that's it. I well,
1: don't... you're not going to like me very much, but... So, <laughs>
0: fuck, here we go.
1: I mean, I will give him credit. His one uh, Empire State of Mind with Alicia Keys... That just reminded me when I went... She
0: made that as good as it was.
1: Well, just that whole song and, yes, her part, too. It just reminded me when I went to Vancouver for the first time and just driving around and just taking in the sights because, I mean, I never really traveled anywhere in my life at that point. I was from Ontario. I went to Florida, and that was about it. never really traveled, and then I went to Vancouver and just experiencing the beauty of our country and... Just driving around, that song was playing on the radio. And it just... I was just so at peace hearing that. Is this just
0: me? Is she gorgeous, though?
1: She is. And she's very talented. Very,
0: very talented. For sure. And her voice is beautiful.
1: So, again, like you said, you're not a big fan yeah. of Jay-Z. But...
0: No. But I do
1: she, like that song.
0: I, w- I love that video she did with Method Man. And I was just like, man, I love her.
2: Mm-hmm. She's
0: gorgeous. And she's fucking talented. And all the power to her. And... uh yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Jay-Z just doesn't do it for me. I'm not fucking trying to be a cunt and disrespectful and put people down for liking his shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I'm a meth and red kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I love Biggie. I love Pac. I love fucking, you know. Um, I love Wu-Tang. I love fucking oh, yeah. Nos. You know, uh, I, I I fucking absolutely love Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Um,. You know, so, I don't know. Jay He just doesn't fucking do it for me. He's like the the Kid Rock of fucking rap. I just brag about all the shit I can afford to buy. Like, people give a fuck. You know? Mm-hmm. Eh, it, it eventually wears thin. You know? And I love Kid Rock, but, you know, his earlier shit. Uh, not this fucking hillbilly bullshit he's putting out. You know, mm-hmm. something to fucking bang your cousin to.
1: Oh my goodness. I'm good
0: on that you know (laughs) go back to like fucking what made you what you were you know and i get it people have different influences and whatever and i totally respect that uh you know my fucking preferences range from my experiences i love metal i love rock i love fucking rap
2: yeah
0: you know so i have a diverse But I'm picky. Uh, Like, I have diverse influences and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I am picky. If I don't like something, I fucking really don't like it.
1: Well, there you go. I guess there's no, like, happy middle ground, you could say, with that. No. Either you love it or you don't.
0: Right. I either fucking like something or I really don't. And if I don't, then best believe you're going to hear about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or, or or they don't end up on my radar at all where Mm -hmm. I'm like, that was trash. And I never speak Mm -hmm. of them again, but the shit that I like, I super fucking love. And it's really hard to get through that, like exterior with me, give you a shot. It's like, you have five seconds to really fucking garner my interest. And, you know, if within that five seconds your guitar riff or whatever the fuck doesn't do it for me
1: then you're done you're not interested.
0: i'm done and then when i fully commit to something like oh five when game came out oh, i was like this yes. motherfucker is like my favorite rapper on the planet mm-hmm. at this point you know what i mean like he was a game changer no pun intended <laughs> and, i see
1: what you did there no
0: like seriously no pun intended mm-hmm. like he just changed my view on on rap, and I was like, Yo, he is better than 50. Sorry, Fifth.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Or at least different, I should say. Well, there you go. Fifth, Fifth is solid. Like, I, I can't compare apples to oranges. Yeah. It's just like, he definitely took some thunder away from Fifth. And, mm. and obviously, that created a problem. And then they, but, you know, I. Then you look at, like, Trent Reznor fucking having Manson open up for him. Oh, yeah. And then helping him become fucking signed.
1: And as fake as he is now.
0: And, and that friendship is beautiful. hmm And then you got Slipknot fucking kind of giving that stamp of approval for fucking Mudvayne to come out. And helping them get fucking a deal. And mm. I was like, this is amazing because <laughs> I love Mudvayne. And I love Hell Yeah. And I love fucking heavy shit, too, so... You know, it's, it's beautiful to see art kind of Just really help each other. Like, art.
1: Artists and artists. Artists
0: and artists. You know, art helps art. You know? It's, and, it's beautiful.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, look at Nu Metal, for instance. That's a combination of different things. That's like, you know, metal and hip-hop thrown together. And it's a great thing.
0: It's the most bastardized thing. and you know, he will blame Nu Metal bands. Uh, point the fucking finger then at Aerosmith and Run DMC because they really kind of opened the door for all that. Oh. You know what I'm saying? They collaborated and fucking really opened the door for that in the 80s. So mm-hmm. if you really want to point fingers, motherfucker in a mm. negative way rather than respect.
1: Or a nod.
0: Like, I, I just don't get how someone can be so mad at cultures bridging the gap and kind of saying here's an option. It's not yeah, yeah okay. In 98, 99, 2000 it was shoved down your fucking throat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an option. It was kind of like this is what matters now.
1: Yeah, if you don't like it then screw you. Right. You and
0: I get people's like outrage towards that mm-hmm. in a, in a respect. It's
1: fair enough, yeah.
0: But I think that it was really cool ultimately that we could like you know, bridge that gender and race gap or I don't know, is, like, people viewed women as, like, you probably aren't into rap, you probably aren't into metal, and then the, the races of, like, oh, you're white, you probably hate rap. And it's like, really?
1: Yeah, discrimination. You're white, you
0: must be a fucking pure metal head. And it's like, dude, I love fucking, I could school you on the history of Wu-Tang and shit.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say vice versa for someone, you know... Right, a black person like you hate uh, metal music right matter. And, and some <laughs> of
0: them would like go to high school rocking a corn shirt and like fucking you know like yo who would have thought right mm-hmm. like we can actually not be one dimensional <laughs> that's fantastic exactly.
1: and why should your taste in art musical art it's, it's be absurd be determined by your appearance
0: right it's absurd and I really hate that I do too so for me it was bridging a gap further that you know, Aerosmith and Run, Run DMC really fucking opened that door mm. and started to bridge that gap. And I was like, this is amazing that somebody's picking up where they left off. Absolutely. And um, I, I think it was great. You're going to have some downside to it, sure. Look like at Woodstock 99. What a fucking terrible outcome that had. Mm. You know what I mean? And everyone blames Limp Biscuit and they're like, Jesus. I mean,
1: and that yeah. was uh, Woodstock '99. That was the crowd getting out of control.
0: Yeah, like they didn't help anything. They certainly provoked it, but.
1: But then Fred Durst, you. Can't, but they went were unruly
0: and... to begin with. Look at Kid Rock set. People are throwing water bottles at the guy.
2: Oh jeez. Not even
0: out of disapproval. Just out of like. Just we loved, destructive. We love this. Let's fucking take out some aggression. It was hot. It was hot as fuck. Crowded. You're charging seven fucking dollars. A bottle of water.
1: Which is like 99 cents. And the lineups
0: to the shitter was so fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Did you really think people weren't going to get pissed off and unruly in that kind of heat?
1: And let's throw booze into the mix and everything Right, else. and
0: then you got to, and weed, and, you know, and then you got to hose them down with fire hoses to kind of cool people off so they don't die of heat stroke.
1: Yeah, and all the body heat from each other and that. I'm
0: not excusing the rapes and fucking oh, sexual no. harassment and groping, sexual fucking assault. assault shit that took place. It's not acceptable. There's no excuse for any of that, and anyone that was involved in that is a piece of shit, in my view.
1: Mm-hmm, and let's not go with, you know, oh, she was dressed per- I don't nice. give a
0: fuck if she was wearing nothing at all. It was fucking Woodstock. Yeah, she's going to take her titties out. That doesn't mean that you're free to fucking
1: pop to a feel. That's not right,
2: man. If you
0: fucking had any involvement in that kind of thing, you're a piece of shit, in my view.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the destruction and whatever, I get that. And the Frustration, having a good time, getting carried away, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Feeling like somebody is encouraging it with a particular song to me is foolish, but I get it.
1: People take things a little You're a little
0: fucked up on drugs or alcohol, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't take much fucking encouragement to do what you want to do. Yeah. I get it. It feels lawless. Woodstock feels ultimately untouchable. It feels lawless. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't excuse the fucking shit that people did to hurt women. And
1: all the behavior of... And... Just general destruction and violence, aggression I don't care about, towards anyone. Yeah,
0: I don't care about the destruction. It's fucking plywood at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The fires, yeah, you could have hurt people. You yeah. could have killed people. arson. But touching women just because you think you can.
1: And it, using the excuse they're asking for it. It's the middle of summer.
0: You're a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, that's not right, man. Uh,
0: there's no excuse for that.
2: hmm
0: I don't give a fuck if it's 20 below or if it's fucking hotter than the underside of Satan's taint. If a chick wants to take it all off, that does not give you the right to fucking help yourself to a handful because you think she's asking for it. You're a fucking scumbag piece of shit, and I sincerely hope someone beat your ass.
1: Well, yeah, and the thing is, too, some places women are allowed to go topless. Let's face it. Toronto. Oh. It's legal. Okay, and I mean, it's breasts. Right. We use them to feed our young, and they
0: fought hard in early 2000 for the right to do that. To and be- then it became legal, and no one did it. It was just a matter of principle.
1: Well, it's like we would like
0: th- to be able to. Why can guys do it and we can't?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're breasts, they're tits. It's like you know, right. we men and women both have them. They're different sizes. they used to feed our young, whatever. So,
0: my God, I love them, but. <laughs> That doesn't mean that if I see them that I feel like I can help myself to a handful. You know what I'm saying? When you're not
1: welcome to do so.
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm one of those people, like, when a chick's interested in me and, like, is super putting it out there, I still don't assume anything. I'm like, she's just really friendly. And she has to make it, like, blatantly obvious that she's interested before I'm fucking even... Well, it's just
1: being respectful to another person. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have an ego like that. Well, so. it's
1: like, as a woman, I don't, I'm not going to go around grabbing men's balls if they're interested in me. Like, oh, hey, you know, like, just keep your hands to yourself and be respectful to each other.
0: I'm not gonna am not going to lie, that would be hilarious. <laughs> just one day, just walk up and be like, grab a fucking, as you walk Grab by, a
1: handful. <laughs> right?
0: Just walk by a dude, just grab a handful and just be like, yeah, they seem ripe. And just, you know, move on like it's fucking avocados or something.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. But,
0: no, man, if you're a dude and you fucking just, you know, force yourself on a woman like that, you're a piece of shit,
2: mm-hmm. in
0: my view. And I'd love to knock the fuck out of you. Just yeah. Just knock your fucking teeth out. If I was in at Woodstock 99 I saw that kind of shit, man, someone's getting fucked up.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: all the, you know, uh, all the fucking props to Stained, I saw a video of Aaron Lewis kind of stopping a fucking stain show and calling out motherfuckers that were groping this poor girl that was, like, crowd surfing. He's like, dude, she's, like, fucking 15 by the looks of her, and you pieces of shit are helping yourself copping a fucking feel. I hope your fucking parents are ashamed of you And I'll kick your fucking ass myself if Mm -hmm. I see it again. And I'll stop this fucking show. And have you thrown out. I'll I'll beat your fucking ass myself and have you thrown out, you pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. It's not a fucking invitation to grope this poor girl. She didn't ask for it. She's just
1: trying to have a good time. Right.
0: You know? And I was like, good for you, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, I really respect that. It's like fucking good on you for not turning a blind eye and saying, oh, it's a concert. People are having fun. Yeah, she's not. You know, she didn't ask for this shit. Just because she's attractive doesn't mean she's asking for it, you fucking scumbag horn dogs.
1: Mm-hmm. And again, don't use the excuse Well, she's dressed provocative. I
0: don't give a fuck what she's wearing. I don't care if she's, she's wearing...
1: wearing a potato sack. She
0: could wear dental floss for all I give a fuck. It doesn't mean that you suddenly have the right to fucking help yourself to a handful of any part of her. Yeah. You fucking scumbag Not pieces of shit. Like Go a... back to your mother's fucking basement and beat off like you fucking deserve to, you fucking scumbags. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to end this show on such a harsh note, but you get me so fucking fired up on this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Salty. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness. I
0: don't like that though. No. I think women should be respected more. I think people in general should well, be respected yeah, like, more. Well I yeah,
1: mean, like I said, let's not forget the guys like getting treated like pieces of meat. The double standard. I know we've addressed that in previous shows and that, but you know just be respectful of one another. Don't Grab a woman's breast. Don't grab a man's ass. Just be nice to each other, okay?
0: And this is me. I mean, if you want to cop a feel, I mean, I'm not mad.
1: (laughs) Call me. (laughs) You're too much.
0: (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Uh, nah, I just. I don't want to end it on a bad term, on a bad note, uh, a negative note, and hostile.
1: Yeah. I
0: just get so riled up about that kind well, of thing. You're like,
1: passionate.
0: I don't like fucking women being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up.
1: Well, you have a daughter yourself, and it just brings out that parental instinct. I do to have, you.
0: have a daughter myself, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and. And I'll fucking kill you if you touch her.
1: Exactly. So. There you go.
0: I will straight up murder your shit. Don't touch my daughter.
1: He'll kill us all, okay?
0: Yeah, I'll fucking kill us all. That's what I say when I play N64, Perfect Dark. I'm like, I I pulled out the proximity. Mine's like, I will fucking kill us all. Oh my gosh,
1: people, I've played with him. He (laughs) sets up traps. Okay, it'll be the two of us playing, okay? And he has all these Sims and, like, the lowest level, like, coward Sims. And (laughs) we switch it so it's mostly proximity mines and we're just throwing them all over you think it's all golden
2: there's a fucking (laughs) mine on the ceiling
1: and boom it kills everyone like especially when (laughs) the sims are all just running in one direction and I'm hiding off to the corridor and I just think boom
0: when they're chasing me and all I've got is proxy sims like proxy mines and I'm like I pull him out, and I'm like, I will fucking kill us all. I swear to fuck.
1: And sure enough, everyone goes down with the captain of <laughs> it's the ship.
0: amazing. I love it. <laughs> I'm a psychopath. So imagine if you touch my daughter, I'll fucking kill you.
1: hmm
0: And she's so young still, though. She's like 12, so.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, don't do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd hate to have a homicide under my belt at 37 years old.
1: Okay, OG. <laughs>
0: ah, shit. I'm an old geezer. <laughs> I don't feel it, but. I'm sure I am to some people. No. My son probably thinks I'm an old fuck. No. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. This quarantine is getting to me. hmm I'm having a great time.
2: <laughs> well. All
0: the weed. All the food. <laughs> all the beer. What more could I want? Mm-hmm. Anyways. We should probably wrap this bitch up.
1: Yep. So... Hey, happy Easter to y'all. Stay safe out there.
0: Absolutely. Follow Be-
1: the rules, please. Before
0: we do this, though, I want to hit y'all with a little something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was on social media. I was on Facebook, and I saw this thing about what song was number one when you were 12 years old.
1: 12, okay. Usually I've seen one the right, year Right, it was a bizarre
0: fucking number, and I'm like, okay, Cool. And for me, it was Gangsta's Paradise, man. Oh, Julio, shit. 1995. Wow. I was 12.
1: Um, I was 12 in 2002.
0: There you go. So I want people to take some time, look up.
1: I'm going to do that now.
0: What was number one when you were 12? Because that's when you really appreciate, I think, music. You start to kind of come into your own. You're in your pre-teens. And, and you, you're start, starting you start to find start,
1: your full, true identity.
0: Right. You start to get into that teen mentality. And music becomes a big part of your identity. So what was it that was number one when you were 12? And did you like it or not? Mm. Did it suck? Was it trash?
1: I know it was number one when I was born. It was Janet Jackson's Black Cat. Wow. I mean, I didn't mind it, but my friend just like, eww!
0: Number one when I was born was Safety Dance, I believe.
1: <gasps> I believe.
0: I know it was men at work. I just, I, I assume. No, it's
1: men with hats. Ah. Uh... N- whatever men at work was they saying um land down under didn't they
0: oh i thought it was the same fuckers because men
1: without hats something like that some
0: fucking like they it
1: hats were involved okay and it's not devo because they have the power domes okay no, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no but they're australian and then singer always reminded me of mel gibson for some fucking reason
1: oh my gosh i'm gonna go watch that video after right? this <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a fucking gem oh, but okay. anyways yeah uh, if if Blue is wrong about who did that song. Tatniss at tatnessco.com Tell her she's a fuck. Uh,
1: uh, wait, before we wrap <laughs> this up, I'm going to look this up, okay, people?
0: Tell her she's a fuck. 60. If I'm wrong, tell her she's a fuck anyway. <laughs> yep.
1: Men Without Hats.
0: Oh, my bad. Men at Work was another group. Yeah, yeah. Land Down Under. Yeah, My Mistake. That's a cool song, too, though. Oh,
1: and they're Canadian. Oh, for real. Yeah, Canadian new wave uh, synth pop band Men Without Hats.
0: Excuse me, all the hell. <laughs> Tatnus at tatnusco Tell Blue she's a fuck anyway. Thank you.
1: <laughs> you're welcome.
0: <laughs> what? You're welcome. I'm thanking them for emailing you, telling you you're a fuck, even though I was wrong. And you're <laughs> you're saying you're wow. Ignore me,
2: anyway, people.
0: Anyways, before this fucking producer of mine shows how much weed she's been smoking even further i love y'all man thank Mm. you for listening to our shit Mm -hmm. and uh let me know email me let me know what the fuck was number one when you were 12 i'm curious Mm -hmm. and let's have a conversation about it
1: absolutely we'll catch you next time yeah
0: thank you sounder and thank y'all and thank you sweethearts at fucking sounder for being so kind i adore (laughs) y'all and uh you guys are fucking amazing thank you so much